Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing what happens to your relationship when you're emotionally exhausted and what you can do about it. And David Allen had this to say about being busy and doing lots of things. He said, you can do anything, but not everything. And I think as we talk about emotional exhaustion, sometimes we need to be reminded that we can't do everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about that in today's episode. But first, we start every episode of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And this hug comes from a review, a review that we received on the Six Pillars of Intimacy workbook. And, you know, it's always interesting. I've said that we had one a couple of weeks ago. I love it when we, the workbook gets reviews because one, I, I'm not expecting it. So yeah. that's like an unexpected gift. But it's always so interesting to hear how the workbook has become such a valuable tool for the mm. one family. And says, wow, this workbook honestly blew me away. I meant to buy the actual book, but accidentally selected this item and I'm so glad I did. I'm not married, but I was curious to review the book with the girl I'm dating. Oh, wow. We consider our relationship to be super healthy and communicative and figured this book would just validate our thinking. What this book did was nothing short of transformational. It created a safe space to discuss really hard, all caps, topics that often elicit a defensive reaction. Mm. Instead of your partner worrying why you just asked about the best, worst times to discuss challenging topics, which is actually in the workbook, this book enables clear communication in an uncharged environment. When going through the book with my girlfriend, I learned really important details about one another's triggers and was astounded at how much value we got from it in one sitting. I think everyone should read this. Business partners, roommates, couples, etc. So not only do I love the fact that it was a workbook, but I love the fact that a dating couple is using these resources to discover new things about one another Mm -hmm. and just strengthen their relationship. No, I was going to say, we know a number of churches uh, that use the six pillars of intimacy for premarital Mm -hmm. and using the six pillars of intimacy as the framework. And so, you know, if you're going to a wedding Pick up a Six Pillars of Intimacy book. Give it to somebody. Bless somebody. Maybe they are engaged. Give it to them. You would be surprised at what what the next generation doesn't know about marriage. Well, let's just be honest. There was a lot of stuff we didn't know, and so it's not just a generational thing. We're just trying to equip and change that that trajectory. I understand, but I'm, I'm hearing from a lot more folks that those that are getting married, mm-hmm. they, they don't understand the commitment, what it means to, to look at those six pillars of intimacy. Obviously, they don't know what, it, what they are, and yet giving them that framework just Absolutely. strengthens them from the, from the get-go. Absolutely. It's a great wedding gift. Yeah. Just, just put it out there. It's and you know what? Gift. I'll put a link to the workbook here in our episode notes. We should. So if you, if you, we always talk about the book. 
I'll put a link here for the for the workbook. You know, and as Tony said at the top of this episode, we're talking about what to do when you feel emotionally exhausted. And, and you know, I spend a lot of time every week talking with couples and individuals, you know, hearing their stories, hearing the situations, uh, the circumstances they're dealing with, uh, whether it's something that just happened or something that, you know, happened years and years ago. And there are, there's so much emotional exhaustion Mm. that's out there, whether it's, you know, just all of the emotions that come with, you know, a very fresh, it just happened type of event or something that did happen in the past and you've been rehearsing it and playing the what ifs and the different outcomes for years and years and years. And that emotional exhaustion, it starts to, it starts to impact your marriage, how you show up, how the two of you interact. And it can feel really, really hard when you're emotionally exhausted. It can feel hard to show up. It can be hard, feel hard to have a conversation. And part of the challenge is that there's a normal tendency that we, we want to help people. We want to be there for people. We want them to be able to count on us. But when we're in that place where, where we can't, where we don't have the capabilities, where there's so much exhaustion, we have to make decisions on what's going to be, you know, what's going to happen in our marriage. And what I mean by that is how we can kind of conserve that energy mm. and repair that energy so that we have more to give. But we also have to look at like, where's all that energy? Like where's what's sucking the energy? What is exhausting us? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, interestingly enough, 87% of the one family has struggled with feeling like there is something that is draining the energy that they would normally be able to give to their spouse. I don't know about you. 87% I see anywhere as a big number. Mm-hmm. That's a really big number, which means that any of the couples you know and very likely yourself have struggled with being in this place of being drained, of being emotionally exhausted. And get it, we need to get into this place where we're going, okay, what do we do when this happens? Right. It's not just enough to be in, in this place and to be saying all the time, you know what? I'm just so tired. I'm emotionally exhausted. Like good that, you know, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Because staying in that place, that perpetual, it, it wears down your marriage. It wears down yourself mm-hmm. before your marriage. Now, quick definition of emotional exhaustion. And that's the state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained as a result of accumulated stress from your personal or work life or a combination of both. It's one of the signs of burnout, which is another key phrase. You know, I feel so burned out. Um, The definition goes on to say that people experiencing emotional exhaustion often feel like they have no power or control over what happens in their life. They may feel stuck or trapped in a situation. Mm -hmm. And straight up, we've had seasons. Tony and I have been married 26 years. We have had real life seasons in our marriage where this has been, this has been in play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I just think, you, you know, when I think of this and I think of emotionally exhausted personally, it's, there are a couple of signs that I've noticed in my, in myself and maybe you can relate, maybe you have different ones, but for myself, it's after a night of sleep, I still feel weary mm. in the morning. Um, Another way I've noticed this for myself and where I know I've put so much in and I need to take some time, I need to take a break, I need to figure out how to recharge. 
um, is that fogginess of mm-hmm. brain of just like there's so much happening and there's there's this overload and and I'm unable to process too. That's another one where there's a lot of different stimulus coming in from different places and I'm unable to process everything. Mm-hmm. I will have to say when I get emotionally exhausted, there's something that also happens is conflict tends to arise because I'm trying to protect myself. There's like a defense mechanism that happens. We just wrote a book, The Six Pillars of Intimacy Conflict Resolution. A lot of what you will find in that is that emotional exhaustion for myself will happen and then conflict arises because I don't have the energy to actually listen to Elisa. Mm. It's easier for me to just get angry, upset, brush her off, which then leads into more issues that leave me emotionally exhausted typically after that argument or fight there's that big letdown of like oh my gosh there's so much and then uh, for again for myself tiredness Mm -hmm. that that's another way I see myself how about yours how about you yeah I mean I think it's you know like I reflect back over the last few years very specifically you know because this isn't just like something we dealt with in the early days of our marriage um you know, I, I think more just circumstantially, you know, like I remember when Alex was getting ready to go to college mm. two years ago and just the, I mean, I was a wreck, you guys. Like every night, I think for two weeks, I was crying in our room and trying to be quiet because his room was just down the hallway and I didn't want Alex to know that I was so sad that he was leaving. And, you know, then we're also trying to pack and I, you know, I'm like, do you have enough underwear? Do you have enough socks? And he's like, mom, I can go to the store. And I'm like, okay, but you know, socks and underwear, it's a mom thing, you know, and then, then, you know, Tony and I had this really interesting transition where I had kind of gotten it out. We left him in his apartment. I'm like, okay, he's good. And we come home that night and I'm like starting to unpack the kitchen and, you know, stuff that we took. And Tony like walks in and he looks at me and he just like crumbles in the, in the kitchen. I'm like, whoa, okay. And it was just the emotional weight of making sure that I was really good. Alex was really good. Like we were all good. And then Tony had this whole letdown, literally emotionally. Like I watched his body crumble in front of me just from that that stress and the exhaustion we've had seasons in our marriage where that's happened because of financial stress Mm -hmm. you know where i mean you guys if you've gone back and listened to some of the earlier episodes you know that there was a season where you know we lost our home right through the great recession we lost car you know like we we've been through some stuff financially we've had i mean after our son andrew died the the emotional exhaust like i couldn't function you guys, I couldn't, you know, that was, we're going on 19 years. And I still remember that season right after Andrew died, like it was yesterday because I couldn't do, like, I couldn't even process my thoughts and there was nothing to give to Tony. And, and it's being mindful of those things and recognizing seasons, whether they're really big or like, like traumatic or, you know, I hate to use this word smaller because it kind of puts a judgment on it, but just less traumatic. We'll just go there. Well, and, and also you have work situations, business situations, ebbs and flows. Some of you may be feeling emotionally exhausted right now because we've been dealing with high rates of inflation. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are going up. We're seeing our, if you have your stock portfolios or 401ks or whatever, you, that in itself can be exhausting mm-hmm. because you're going, what's going on? When are we going to get out of this? And what are we to do? Mm. Well, and you know, we asked the question 
a while back, you know, what, what are the biggest drains on your energy? And, you know, here's what the one family had to say. Number one, which was 40% of the respondents said biggest consumer of energy outside the marriage is, are your kids, right? And, And I get, it does not, I was telling a coaching client yesterday who's got a 19 year old son. I'm like, it doesn't matter how old they are. Your kids still take energy from you. They do. They're, they're wonderful at different seasons and all this kind of stuff, but they still take energy. Uh, the next biggest taker of your energy is your job or what you do for work. And that's at 32%. And th- so you got kids and work. And for most of us, those things are not going anywhere, right? Like straight up. Mm-hmm. And because we're talking kids and work, that's also a lot of the conversations that a husband and wife are having. And the marriage can start to take a back seat to those drains that are exhausting you. And, you know, when you get into that place, you can start feeling disconnected or having, like Tony was saying, more conflict, less intimacy, mm-hmm. right? The, those two, when those two start working in, a, you know, was that inverse proportion, I think is what the old math term was. Like when one goes up, the other one goes down. That's a really good warning sign that something is going on. There's less time for one another. And, you know, preparing for the show, I really started thinking, okay, when you're emotionally exhausted, what, what could the one family, you know, around the six pillars of intimacy, what could you really start to go, okay, this is probably a sign. These are like the warning lights Mm -hmm. on your dashboard. When you look across all six pillars of intimacy, the emotional exhaustion may lead to fewer conversations Mm -hmm. because you're just kind of holding everything tight. Or you can be like Tony and you put on your defensive body armor. And so conflict actually spikes when you're emotionally exhausted, right? That, that can be a sign of something going on in your emotional intimacy pillar. In your physical intimacy pillar, right? When you're emotionally exhausted, there may be less touch. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. This is a big one in art. Like uh, when you I'm physically, just- You physically withdraw. Mm-hmm. In your financial intimacy, you may find that there are, that this is when you have a tendency to hide purchases because shopping may be the, the, um, the balm, the soothe, the, the release for, you know, just kind of, you're like, you're looking to get that rush, that energy, you know, feel it somewhere. And so you may start shopping more, but also hiding those purchases in your spiritual intimacy. You may find that, you know, you're not praying together. Mm-hmm. The two of you know, there's been less of a desire to go to church or to participate in you know the spiritual practices that the two of you typically share. Mm-hmm. That can be a sign of the recreational intimacy. You may just not want to do things together. I don't have you know. It may be like I don't, I don't have energy for that. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm. Uh, it's that kind of that meh. Like I'm not up for that. Right. And sexual intimacy when you're emotionally exhausted likely isn't happening. Like I'm just, I'm, I I can only be as blunt as I can be, right? When they're, when somebody is physically or was emotionally exhausted, a lot of times they don't have the bandwidth to engage sexually. And you, these can all be like, indicate, again, I just, I see, I just see the dashboard of your marriage and I see the warning lights going off and it's like, you know what, this becomes a wake up call. Mm-hmm. It becomes a really big wake up call. And we need to get serious about this as individuals and as couples, because if something isn't working, <laughs> we have to be willing to fix it. Because if we don't address the things that are draining our energy and, and emotionally exhausting us and creating cracks in our six pillars of intimacy, then the inevitable outcome is not good. 
It's not good. And we need to talk about what to do about that after this break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're back. And we're talking about what you can do when you're dealing with being emotionally exhausted. And, you know, Tony, I said earlier, I mean, our, our kids are, as of this recording, 20 and 17. It's the beginning of summer 2023, which means they're around. And they are. And it's wonderful and hard all at the same time. Because is. one is dealing with finals, one's dealing with a new job. And so they're processing all of these different things. And that takes energy from us. It takes energy that we would normally like sit on the couch and, and have a conversation. And so we're like, this is real time happening in our marriage and likely in a lot of yours. And so you have to start looking up and, and asking yourself the question, Hey, what's exhausting me? What's, what's wearing me out? What's, what's the thing that I'm like, Oh, that makes me so tired. Don't just keep saying I'm tired. Like maybe you just didn't sleep well last night and maybe like legitimately you are tired. But if you find yourself saying it over and over and over again, what's, what is creating that fatigue in you? Identify it. Because here's the thing. Until you identify it, you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a lesson we've learned many, many times here at One Extraordinary Marriage. So once we are able to give something a name, we and you are empowered to do something about it. And start taking the steps, being intentional and taking action. It may not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to go, this is exactly it. It may be like an onion. You're peeling some layers back, trying to to decipher where that is. We've done a couple of episodes. We did an episode um, on hormone therapy mm-hmm. and, and just talking about that journey. This is This is similar. You know, you find where that emotional leak is. Mm. You find where the energy, where you're just exhausted from it. And it doesn't just happen overnight where you're like, oh, that's that's where it is. And so I'm going to just, you know, cancel that out. And we're going to just walk and just be good. Like if you have children that are needing you, that mm-hmm. are younger, that are touching you out, you know, either husband or wife or both you know, that are just, you know, they're running, they got all the energy in the world. And you're like, man, I just want to take a nap. Like that isn't going to end like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You have your children, you, you're going to raise them. And yet you're going to have to figure out strategy on how to fill yourself up. So you're not so exhausted all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, for some of the, for some of you, it's going to be, you know, changing the environment. Yeah. Right. What do you need to do? I mean, you know, 
do you need a, a daycation, right? Now, I'm not even talking about a staycation. I'm talking about a daycation where you can just go and for a day, you know, be able to put everything on pause, you know, so turn off your phones and turn off your computers. And if you can get a sitter for the kids and go just have a, I've got one couple that I coach with and he, because he's got so much accrued time, he's like, Alisa, I'm starting to take off random Wednesdays. And I looked at him and, and partly it's because of his job, you know, weekends are hard that, to take off that type of thing. But I go, why Wednesday? He goes, do you know how amazing it is to be able to go out to lunch? No one's around on a Wednesday. It's just me and my wife. Or if the kids are in school and we can just watch a movie on a Wednesday afternoon. It just, it, 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 like you could hear him talking about it. And it almost feels like when you were a kid and you, you had like a sick day or a snow day and you're like, oh, this is like the middle of the week and everybody else is doing their thing. And you could hear the rejuvenation mm-hmm. as he was telling the story. So he changed, you know, he changed his environment. He's not in the office on those days that he's off. Yeah. A, a great place to go. And we did this for my 50th birthday. We went, we go on a site called resortpass.com mm-hmm. and we just go to a resort for the day and you pay whatever the resort wants. You know, obviously during the summer months, it's, it's nicer in the warmer months. It's nicer. But it's a great way to just get away for the day and do something different. So mm-hmm. you go check that out. It's it's doing things like that where you can just go, we're just going to go do something and relax. Like, again, for those of you who have children who may be younger, it might mean finding a friend, finding grandma and grandpa, doing something where you're like, we're going to just take off for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. And and believe you me, we understand when it's hard to find people. My parents live, well, dad passed, but when the kids were younger, parents live about two hours away. Mm-hmm. Elisa's parents, for the most part, lived in Ohio, now live in Puerto Rico. So to say we had parents around, our parents around, nope, nope we didn't. And so we had to find other alternatives and make it happen. And we did. Was it difficult at times? Yes. And yet, us being able to strengthen our recreational intimacy, to get that time, to rejuvenate ourselves was more important. Mm-hmm. And so we found ways. And sometimes it wasn't every week. Sometimes we knew people who were like, oh, I just drop off our kids to my parents every week. We didn't have that option. Wow. We would have loved it. Wow. We didn't have that opportunity. But we found those times to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. It's looking at, you know, how can you change your environment? Some of you need to be mindful of the words that you're speaking. Mm. We talk a lot here at One Extraordinary Marriage about the fact that your words have power. If you are repeating negative things over and over again, it's going to wear you out. If you're repeating in your head, like the the hamster on the wheel is talking about all of the crap, you're going to feel crappy. Mm-hmm. Like those two th- scientifically proven years and years and years and years of research. You know, So what? how can you change what you say, which will in turn change your attitude, which will in turn change the interactions that you have with the people around you, most specifically your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony is very clear and I know I've seen the fruit of it that, you know, he has his affirmations. He literally, like guys, I hear his pen scratching in the notebook every night as he writes down his affirmations. He writes, was it 16, 15, 16, 16. 16. Okay. 16 that he, he doesn't, he doesn't speak them out loud every night. I literally hear the pen going across his notebook. He's done this. I would say, I mean, have you missed any days this year? Or maybe like a couple? 
Um, if, if that... I've, I've, I've missed all of May. I completed all of May. And since January, I either miss like I've missed like one or two the previous months. Uh, okay, so, so maybe he's missed four to eight days since we're it's probably more like five. Okay, so I knew I knew he actually knew you guys. I just wanted to see if I could force him <laughs> to say it. Okay, so five days in five months if you're doing the math. So, mm-hmm. but May was perfect. Just just so I can note that for him, May was perfect. Uh, uh, can I just? interject real quick a great book on this is atomic habits uh good friend of mine reading it loving it he and i had this great conversation around i am statements as he was as he was reading it and it just came to me as we're talking about what can we do how are we going to be intentional how are Mm -hmm. we going to take action and it's the small little habits and then it's stacking those habits so that way we are able to go this is what i'm going to do Mm -hmm. so that I can regain my energy and be more present, be more available for those around me. And as we talk about here at One Extraordinary Marriage, more for your spouse. Mm -hmm. How am I available for my spouse? And I'm going to put a link here for that Atomic Habits. Great read. Absolutely. And, you know, one other thing I was just thinking about as you were talking about that, because that was a decision that you made to engage in that behavior, right? Mm-hmm. It's a decision that people make to, you know, change up their location if they need, you know, just to, to recharge and whatnot. And one of the things that, that struck me as we're having this conversation and talking about emotional exhaustion, and I think about my coaching clients is that one of the biggest actions that you can take for yourself is th- this idea of being decisive, right? Because so much of the exhaustion comes from the fact that we are playing the what if game with, you know, I don't know every time I search something on Google, there's like 2.5 billion hits, right? And that's kind of what our brains feel like sometimes when we're like playing around different scenarios. And so I want to encourage you, if, if there has been a, a circumstance, a situation where you've been going round and round and round and round and it's wearing you out, that this might actually be the week that you make a decision. Mm-hmm. All right, that you talk to your spouse and you say, okay, you know what? It is time to, like, we have to make a decision. I remember um, a friend of ours, Dan Miller, talked about the fact that he and his wife, Joanne, I remember hearing on their podcast years ago, that they they have a two-week um, window on any major decision. Yes. And they will, like, th- they've got time to think, they've got time to research, but at, at that 14-day mark, they are making a decision. And, and I thought that's brilliant because that saves your brain. Mm-hmm. from spinning for months or years on end. And I want to encourage, you know, some of you, that will be the action that you take this week because getting into this place where you are breaking free of your exhaustion, where you are stepping into, you know, what, what does it look like to be recharged? And what happens when I choose to be recharged? When I choose to do the things that will rejuvenate me, that's like plugging your iPhone into the wall, into the charger and being like, oh, you know what? You're not at 10% anymore. You're at 97%. You're, it takes action to get there. It doesn't, you're, you're not just going to break your emotional exhaustion, just hoping mm-hmm. it's going to go away. You have to take action to change what's happening there. And sometimes you need to get help to do so. Yeah. And if you're finding yourself in this place and you're, you're stuck, sometimes it's great to bring in that third party. And I would highly suggest that you apply for marriage coaching because the two of you can see what's happening in yourselves and in your marriage. And yet the bigger thing is 
you have an action plan. Mm -hmm. You don't just sit here and go, well, that's where I am and that's where I'm stuck and that's where we're going to be. No, it's you moving forward individually and together. So if that's you and you're ready to apply for coaching, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. But this is your week. This is your week to go, I'm done. We're done with being emotionally exhausted mm. because it's wearing us out. Mm-hmm. It's it's taking us out. It's cracking all our, our pillars of intimacy. And this isn't the marriage we, we said I do to. And so we have to take a stand at times and go, we're done. And so if that's you, take action. It could be with whatever we shared here today. For some of you, it's time to apply for marriage coaching and go, this is it. This is this is the line in the sand where we go enough's enough. And no matter what may be going on, we're going to step out of this because we want the breakthrough in our marriage. You got this. We're here for you. We're excited for you as you, as you forge forward and make your marriage extraordinary. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.